Welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast, Your Health Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and I'm a registered nurse. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can call us anytime you need support. 1-800-667-877 or contact us via the website nmsupport.org.au Today we're celebrating the winner of the Nurse and Midwife Support Story Competition to celebrate International Year of the Nurse and the Midwife and the winner of the story competition for the best story written and submitted by a nurse is Tessa Moriarty. Congratulations and welcome, Tessa. Thank you, Mark. Good morning to you. Great to have you here today to share your story. And at the end of the podcast, we'll reflect on what motivated you to write the story and what influenced you in relation to the writing of it. But some background about our winner, Tessa Moriarty, who is a credentialed mental health nurse consultant. Tessa has over 30 years experience across public, private and primary health care, mental health and drug and alcohol settings. Tessa has worked in a variety of senior leadership and executive roles and is an experienced group facilitator, clinical supervisor and psychotherapist. Much of Tessa's work in recent years has focused on supporting those working in clinical settings, providing individual and group clinical supervision and reflective practice. Tessa also works as a mental health nurse consultant for primary health networks and always tries to bring a humanistic approach to the clinical governance and service review projects she undertakes. Tessa writes professionally as part of the roles and consultancy work that she does. And more recently, Tessa has turned to more creative writing and calls herself a lived experience writer. Tessa believes in the healing capacity of writing for both those who write and read the written word. Well, that's a a lovely and extensive bio, Tessa. You've um, had a a long and interesting career and we're going to hear a bit about that career in the wonderful story that um, Tessa wrote and that won this competition. So the title of Tessa's story is Caring, a Mutual and Collective Experience of Nurses and Tessa's going to share her story with us now. Thanks very much, Tessa. Thank you. I sit at my computer. With some hesitation, I begin, trying not to hold my breath and all the while typing as fast as my fingers will carry the excitement and tension I start to feel in this moment. I stop to steady myself. Behind the document in which I type on my screen is the website for the Nurse and Midwife Support Service. Having viewed the site earlier in the evening, and now just finishing reading a beautiful piece called Field Notes on Death, I hover. On the verge of disquieting emotion and at the edge of something unknown, yet strangely familiar, I take a deep breath, trust myself and keep typing. 
Then through the tears that suddenly begin to fall, I realise I feel like I've come to a place of belonging, a place of welcome. In the words I read of another nurse's story and in the one I'm about to tell, there is a recognisable uncertainty alongside the desire to find knowing. The yearning to tell my story has always been inside me. Like others who have come to nursing in similar ways, as children, death, an integral and familiar part of life, of how we were brought up, what we grew up in, and the ways in which we were challenged and taught to live. Through my culture as a child, growing up Māori in New Zealand, with our traditions around dying and death, I learned early the importance of process and the art of caring. Add to that a Catholic religion and being born into a family of nurses, I was destined for the career I have had, am still having, still loving. My childhood and my life in New Zealand, however, is a long way from me now. 40 years into this country, children, marriages, a grandchild, and a stellar nursing career have taken me far from the place that I was born, from the place I first learned to care. But my roots, the cultural and rituals and my family background have carried me through time, my life and my career. As these words flow from my heart, my head and somewhere in between out onto this page, I write with relief and joy in the possibility there is somewhere to share my story. Somewhere that a lived experience as a mental health nurse may be valued and find its ways to the eyes, the minds, and maybe even the hearts of other nurses like me. Like any group of professionals, there is a bond between those of the same discipline. Sometimes it matters not that we may specialize in different areas of that discipline because there is a common ground, a connection, a link that brings us together. It's part of the thing and the motivation that brought us to nursing in the first place. For me and for many of the nurses I've worked with, it's the satisfaction that comes from caring for others. It's the sharing in the journey of those who come or are brought to us, albeit sometimes against their will, for help. It's about working with families and communities in the struggle to manage so much with so little. It's also in holding and managing the strain and the fatigue of a long shift, a long week, a long year, a pandemic. It's about the burden and the disappointment that caring sometimes brings. It's also the failures to care in the right way with the right resources at the right time. Sometimes it's less about what we do and more about what we don't do. And always there must be learning both from what we do well and from the times we fail. These are the challenges and the joys of nursing. This is what we share as nurses, our bond, our connections, no matter where we specialise. This year that we've all come through, not just a state of emergency, a national crisis and an international pandemic, has been testimony to the work and the spirit of so many human beings that this is also the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife, where not just our communities, but our world has needed us. We've stood up, 
stepped forward and got on with the job of what we do best, caring for others. In February this year, just before our first Victorian lockdown, I stood in front of a room full of lung cancer nurses at the convention centre in Melbourne. And for a moment, I thought I was in the wrong place. I'd been invited by a conference organiser to talk about the importance of debriefing and clinical supervision in nursing. Having spent much of my time as a nurse, debriefing, supervising, mentoring others, I love any opportunity to talk about these practices. They give us time to reflect on what we do, to heal and recover from the trauma and the negative impacts our work and the context in which it occurs sometimes brings. But back to the convention centre. As a way of managing my anxiety in that moment, I took a deep breath. Understandably, I was a little nervous at the prospect of having nothing in common with this group of amazing specialist nurses. However, casting my eyes around the room and seeing the faces of those looking intently at me, I saw something familiar. I took another breath, looked at my audience once more, and then I knew what I was looking at, looking into, were the faces of compassion. I was looking into the face of nursing. It didn't matter that our careers had taken us on different paths. We had something in common and I had just connected with it, a mutual and collective experience of caring. In my last few years in senior mental health nursing roles, I had a favorite way of introducing myself whenever speaking to a new group of colleagues, students, graduates, or professionals at forums or conferences, I started with an introduction that came from my heart by saying, I'm a mental health nurse. I've been a mental health nurse all my life. And the older I get, the more I love who I am as a professional, the more I love being a mental health nurse. Truth is, I love what mental health nursing has allowed me to do, what it has enabled me to learn, and the ways in which I've been constantly challenged to grow. With the passing of time and the richness of many different experiences I've been privileged to be part of, I now arrive at a place, this place, and inside this story, where I am truly proud of the work I've done be it with the consumers I've had the opportunities to care for and learn from, or the professionals and others with whom I've worked and supported, or the organisations and teams I've been part of or led. These people and this nursing work has given me so much more than a fortnightly wage, a roof over my head, and the life I've been so fortunate to have. But this story doesn't just belong to me. It belongs to the people with mental illness that I've been privileged to work with, the people who have taught me what I could not learn from a textbook or at university. It belongs to those who have challenged how I've cared for them, the many who have stretched my understanding of what recovery means from their perspective, not mine. Those who have made me think about how dehumanizing and objectifying nursing language can be those who inspired me to stop the cruel talk that happened in the nurse's station and the handover room, those 
who made me see them and who they were beyond their illness. People first with lives not unlike mine and so much more than a diagnosis. These are the people who are part of my story and I'm grateful to have been a small part of theirs. I also take my hat off to the consumer consultants and advocates I have worked with who have pushed me and my colleagues to take up what we need to learn from them. Those who have helped me understand what Valerie Billingham in 1998 meant when she said, nothing about me without me. Not just in our models of care, but also in how we plan, design, implement, and evaluate our mental health systems, programs, and services. To the people who have taught me that we need to listen to, value, learn from, and use the wisdom of those with lived experience. My story also includes the colleagues, so many of the nurses with whom I've worked, wise nurse educators I had in the 70s, whom I modelled much of my early nursing behaviour on. What they taught me and the passion for what they believed lives on in my nursing bones. From Carl Rogers to Hildegard Peplau, I learned empathic understanding, unconditional positive regard, and the dimensions of person-centred care. I've come through hospital-based training, much like a lived experience form of nursing education, and made my way eventually to postgraduate studies at RMIT. I spent several years at the creative edge of community-based mental health at the time of deinstitutionalization. Working in multidisciplinary teams, I learned the value of disciplinary difference and the need for shared understanding, language, and goals. I trained in several forms of psychotherapy, finally settling with the humanistic, phenomenological, relational, and dialogic tenets of Gestalt therapy. I ran my own counseling practice and endured the necessary pain and growth of many years in psychotherapy. My career has taken me across the scope of primary, private, and tertiary mental health sector services and settings. I've worked in clinical education and nursing leadership and management roles, and I've learned from some of the best. Not always those in charge of inpatient units or teams, departments, or government services, but the everyday mental health nurses working in emergency departments, high dependency units, crisis assessment and mobile support teams, community residential services, continuing care teams, drug and alcohol programs, disability services, and those working with people who are homeless. The ones whom I've worked with who take their time to sit and talk with a consumer who is troubled or agitated, overreaching for a PRN. The ones who ask a consumer how they are feeling as they seek to understand, over-assuming over they already know. The nurses who still come up hurting when a patient they nursed and cared about and for dies. It's the ones who step back and take a breath to steady themselves and consider the context before responding to a patient who yells. Yes, it's these nurses who are part of my story, these nurses who have taught me 
the teacher so much. Nowadays, I'm no longer a clinician at the front line of care, working in a hospital, clinic, home visiting, or trying to engage with those who sleep rough. I am, as a colleague recently described me to another, the clinician's clinician, the nurse supporting nurses. I learned long ago the need for and healing power of reflective practice. I've had the same clinical supervisor myself for 25 years. And yes, she is a mental health nurse who has guided, mentored, taught, supported and challenged me along the path of my career. So now, like my clinical supervisor, this is where much, but not all of the focus of my care as a nurse is now, caring for the carers, providing safe spaces in which to talk, debrief, reflect on and unravel the ins and outs of the job, giving nurses support, helping them understand more of who they are and who they want to be, guiding them to manage their loads while maintaining their self-care, stretching them to learn from their consumers and colleagues to improve what they do, ultimately for those in their care, but also for themselves. In the twilight of my nursing career, this is one way I give back to the profession that has given so much to me. In closing this story, I finish with a deep and heartfelt honouring of farewell and thanks to the hundreds of nurses worldwide who in their efforts to treat those who caught coronavirus got it themselves and died. All in the line of duty, doing what we all do and love, caring for others. Thank you very much, Tessa, for sharing your wonderful, honest, insightful, respectful and heartfelt story. What resonated for me particularly, Tessa, was your pride in and gratitude for our wonderful profession of nursing. Have you got any other reflections on your story? Um, having read it now um, on this podcast, that you'd like to share with our audience? Uh, certainly, Mark. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity to both write my story um, and now read it. Uh, look, I feel incredibly blessed and humbled, you know, to be doing both this but also to have been a nurse and and I am still a nurse, but to, to have been a nurse, because I have been a nurse as well. But um, because nursing is it's such a privileged profession, I think, as I've said throughout my story, um, and we care for people who are at their most vulnerable. So I think it's both critical that we reflect on what we do but know that there's also so much to learn from and share in what we do, in that human experience of nursing, human and professional experience. So um, it's been a wonderful experience to write and now to read it. And as I said, um, I'm both kind of grateful, um, humbled, and in some ways it's also been rather healing for me just to have written it. 
And were those some um, the things that motivated you to write and share your story and enter this competition, Tessa? Well, I think so. Um, but I do love talking and writing about nursing because it's what I've done all my life. Um, and, you know, I think nursing stories are worth sharing and I think so many nurses have so many wonderful stories to share. So um, that's what has been so motivating and that's why I wrote it because I think it's worth sharing. I think nurses' stories are worth sharing. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'd like to thank all the nurses uh, and midwives who shared their stories as part of the Nurse and Midwife Story Competition, celebrating the wonderful and great stories of nurses and midwives in this year of the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife. Unfortunately, we could only have two winners, one um, nurse story and one midwife story. Uh, and uh, we'd like to, as I said, acknowledge all the entries and the wonderful stories. And what we plan to do in 2021 is share some of the stories that were submitted that were um, excellent and um, well received, but obviously we could only have one winner. So congratulations once again to you, Tessa. Um, do you have any final reflections or words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our um, listeners prior to us coming to the end of this podcast? Um, I, I'm not sure, other than to say, you know, nursing is such a, a varied and worthwhile profession. Um, you know, there's been no greater thing in my life other than to have been, other than to have been and still be a nurse. So, you know, we that's it. Love it for for what it is and what it can give you. And that very much sings through in your story, um, Tessa. So thank you very much. What I really also connected with was the um, nurses supporting nurses and that's been an integral and important part of your career and what you continue to do is support other nurses and doing what we all do and love, caring for others. And that obviously includes caring for ourselves and caring for each other, which are really important messages that nurse and midwife support like to reinforce. So thanks for sharing those sentiments, Tessa very much appreciated and if any nurse midwife or student listening to this podcast needs support nurse and midwife support is available 24 7 1800 667 877 please um call us or contact us for any issue you need support for. And if you're thinking about writing your story or indeed writing a reflection on being a nurse or a nursing experience or midwifery experience, please contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Email mark at nmsupport.org.au. Tessa, thanks again for your wonderful story. Congratulations on winning the competition. And we know that we'll be hearing from you again. So thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Mark. Take care, everyone. We'll speak to you next time and look after yourselves and each other. Your health matters. <laughs>